0: Unmute. Welcome, everybody, to the (laughs) Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday, our final episode of January, uh, our final live episode in January 2023. So we are marching closer to the Mandalorian, but we're not talking a lot about the Mandalorian on this episode. There's a lot of other Star Wars news that we're going to tackle. There's actually a real Crazy amount of stuff to talk about and a central theme is people wanting actors wanting to come back to Star Wars. So something we haven't really heard a lot of in the past few years. Usually it's been I'm all good, I'm done. Put mm-hmm. cash in my chips in, I'm out, I'm gonna go do Marvel. Nope, there's people saying like I want back in. Give me a call, I need work. Let's make a <laughs> season two. let's make a two happen, whatever. And we're here to talk about all that stuff and more. So I'm John, that's James, that's Lacey. Uh, It's uh, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. I don't know, I feel good about the stories we're going to talk about today. Uh, So we want to thank everybody for joining us live, if you are with us live. If you are listening on your favorite podcast app, uh, thank you for that as well. And on that theme, I just want to say thank you to everybody who, whether you use Spotify or not, you got us over the 400 mark for Spotify ratings. We're now at 409, I believe. Um, we got to be one of the top for Star Wars podcasts on there right now, and we're seeing it because uh more people are coming over there from mm-hmm. the audio perspective, new listeners and stuff like that. So thank you very much. Uh, because it takes two seconds. If you have Spotify, you just pull up your phone, pull up your Spotify, find us, and hit five stars, hopefully five stars. I have to and, use my phone. Uh, yeah. And then uh it helps us show up in more searches and stuff like that. So thank you all so, so much. Uh, if you are joining us live in the live chat, don't forget. We're going to have ask the resistance at the end of the show. Uh, we'll, we'll query you for those questions a little bit later, uh, for the hashtag. So we know that you want that question to be discussed on the show. Um, but if you are watching, that means you like our channel, hopefully. So make sure you subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast. And the last plug is just a, if you want to save money type of thing, we know times are tough. Eggs are expensive. Uh, star Wars items could be less expensive. Um, because our friends at Gentle Giant gave us, uh, partnered with us for a uh, promotional code for 20% off any in stock item on their site. Just use the code RESIST20 at checkout. Uh, so, James Lacey, we are here to talk about these actors coming back. But before we do that, uh, James, you did your review of Bad Batch Episode 5. Uh, just give people right. a little tease if they haven't had a chance to watch a review. Of your uh, few sentences, your thoughts on that episode as we march into the meat of this season two.
1: Well, Indy, Indiana Jones style mm-hmm. adventure on the latest episode, and I was here for it. uh I, you know, I'm always going to have my little things here and there that I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But as far as like visuals and music and just intrigue and curiosity of where the things are going to go, even if characters uh, that are sort of new to the show that you're like i don't know if that person's good bad what's going on so uh i i personally felt like it was an another fun episode of the bad batch um while still being an episode that doesn't necessarily have to like move the needle in a huge way on like mm-hmm. character development or big like you know headed towards the rebellion or anything like that you know do you feel like do you still feel in your heart that this is the going to be the last season of bad batch Um, I don't know. I don't really think about that that much, but I think I've said that before that two seasons felt right. Um, yeah, because I, I don't want as much as people do like it. I, I think people, it's like a concert that you're like, okay, I love this person, but I kind of want this to be done. (laughs) You know, I kind of want to be, I want this to be over. I want this experience to end. So I don't want bad batch to drag on either. Um, it's not like it's this massive hit or anything. So,
0: All right. I mean, Fair I think no. people
1: like it, but yeah.
0: So Lacey, you and McGregor um, did an interview recently with I believe Eric Davis from Fandango, if I'm if I if I'm correct on that, mm-hmm. um, via like some website that's officially tied to the Obi-Wan Kenobi show and Alden, uh, Alden. We'll talk about that later, but Hayden Christensen was there too. He's got Alden
2: hey. on the brain, folks.
0: Yeah, well, I got the shirt. I'm feeling good. You know, when, when your lead actor uh, <laughs> takes the charge, but we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, he's, he's again, doing that whole thing where he's just getting it out there he, every few months when he gets interviewed or he gets a chance to talk about it. He said he wants to do more Obi-Wan. So what do you, what do you think uh, on that? Now that, you know, Obi-Wan's been out and we've seen Andor come out, I feel like some people have soured on Obi-Wan, but not because of Ewan or the story, but because of maybe the budget. Um, do you think that, uh, it's still realistic that we might get a second season of Obi-Wan and do you want it just because of how much Ewan wants it? Where are you at with, uh, what his feelings on it?
2: So I think poor Ewan had to spend what, six to eight years saying he would love to, you know, I haven't heard anything about that. And now yeah. he's allowed to talk about it as much as he wants because it's out there. Yeah, um, right. so talk away, Ewan, you're allowed to talk about it. Um, do I think it's going to happen at this point? No, I don't think it is. I, it's not for me not wanting it. I just think that from Deborah Chow just being like, you know, this was supposed to be a one time thing. Then we talked to Natalie Holt here on the show, who's the composer of it. uh, And she was just like, yeah, they told me it was a one time thing. It just seems very much like they told their story and that's it. However, if it made them money, then they'll do it again and i don't know if it did
0: yeah it's i mean disney
2: lost i think today was announced they lost 120 billion dollars last year so i'm sure they're they're making cuts uh which is concerning and the question is what are those plans going to how are those plans going to change eventually
0: yeah i mean it's hard to for me to like i mean they could do the qui-gon thing but you know who's their antagonist? You know, do they try to do a mall thing like James had suggested they could do, which I think would be the only path. Uh, you can't bring Vader back in, in my opinion, in terms of like him and Obi Wan. You could bring him back, but have them separated. Maybe.
2: Mm-hmm. I think
0: the way that the way that show ended, it ended bring, in a
2: really good spot.
0: If you bring Vader back in, you're. It's just like, oh, that even the the heart of fans like us would be like, that's come on, that's enough. Like that's you know. So yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I think if they announce it and they give us a real good story, um, <laughs> it might be something to think about, but we'll see. Um, I, I love him as Obi-Wan, but he's played Obi-Wan a lot, you know, so we'll see. It's just we'll got to make
2: him. sense for the story is yeah. Is where I, I yeah. stand. However, I love hearing him talk about it. So talk away.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, But that is sort of the theme of a lot of the stories we're going to get into right now, James, right? In the old... Well, not the old. The Resistance Report.
1: It's the Resistance. Well, John said Alden earlier because he is all over this story, I think, uh <laughs> as you can tell by his shirt. Uh you know what's Aaron, funny? Right?
2: I have the make slow to happen shirt next to me, and I thought for some reason we were doing a different episode before this one. So I was like, Oh, I'll wear this shirt and then I'll switch, and then here I am. C-
1: completely unrelated. I I am wearing it under the sweatshirt. <laughs> oh <laughs>
2: nice. But yeah, it's right um, next to me. Look,
1: oh, James. James, look, it's me. Oh, it's you. It's exactly you.
0: That's um, me again.
2: I can almost not make make out the the difference.
0: I'm not making out with myself. Is that what you're asking?
2: No. Alden Ehrenreich. Go ahead, James.
1: Doing some interviews. <laughs> uh, one of which was with Indie Wire, and um, you know, as most things go, when they're related to Star Wars, they're going to ask about their time there, and you know how uh, Alden would feel about the possibility of returning to that. Uh, franchise, those stories again. And this, to be honest, it's not something he hasn't said before, but it's, uh, it's always exciting to hear anybody come back to that same thing again. um, Saying, you know, the, and this is his quote, the story that I did, I really got to be Han at the end. It's kind of like, um, or that's kind of the arc of the story, Mm -hmm. which I thought was well done. That's the fun part. That's the guy that's the most fun to be I'd be very happy to but who knows is that what you know is what he was saying um, about possibly coming back and I I think like we would all be very excited if he did and uh, I don't know John I'll let you get started on this one but why is it why is it different this time uh, for you hearing him restate this well we
0: got a like we hit the reset button on like the it's not going to happen clock and it's like when you have the lead actor like it's one thing for you know, Jonas or Aaron Kellyman or even like Ron Howard to say like, well, you know, I'd love to, but it's not up to me and stuff. But when you have the lead actor coming out, it, this is like sort of like and McGregor, you know, we have the lead actor coming out and saying, um, you know, I'd love to come back. And but not only that, because he could have given like the one line thing, like like Daisy, like we'll get to it in a minute, like Daisy Ridley's like comments, but he elaborated on what he would do with the character. So it's already like he knows he's clearly already had those discussions when they were making solo of like, this is where you're going in the first one and the second one, by the end of the first one, you're going to be that Han Solo that's really like jaded and you're out for yourself and your only person you trust is Chewie. And then we're going to take it and expand upon that in in the second one. And then obviously we saw what happened, but he, he still remembers that. And he, anytime he talks about it, he talks about the fact that he loved getting to that point. That was the arc. And now he gets to play with, Han sort of being that jerk Han Solo, which is like that swagger Han that we get from Solo, but now he's not really worrying about Akira or anybody else, Beckett. It's just him and Chewie, and that's it. And I like the fact that not only is he saying, I'd be very happy to come back, not one of those like, well, like you know, uh, he's like, no, I'd be very happy to come back and do it. He hasn't already an idea of what he would like to do with it. And the most important thing is that he's saying it right now in 2023. I think that's really cool. And I know like age might get a little tricky in a few years, but we were talking about it, about, you know, Diego Luna is in his forties playing someone in their twenties or whatever, you know, he's supposed to be. So right. and he's a young, he's a young looking guy. You might be muted, James. I'm not sure, but I was, yeah, because it's <laughs> him. Und-mute. It's believable yeah right no yeah exactly and he looks he he is he looks on the younger side so i don't think that'd be an issue either um and then you just start thinking about it if you have your lead guy saying it it's harder for people detractors to hate on it because i think as time goes on more and more people are enjoying that movie and anytime people talk about more solo there's really not there's a couple of like uh oh, blah, blah, blah. there's really not it's usually pretty positive still People
2: become box office experts as soon as Solo pops into any. Yeah,
0: I know. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you look at Willow and that movie didn't make money and they made a follow up series to that. And there's a lot of other examples of things like Andor, I think was the least watched Star Wars series on Disney Plus so far. And that might have had the highest budget. And they're making a season two of that. So it's not completely out of the question. The question is, what do they do with it? And I keep pointing like I did on our shorts. We're on TikTok now. Uh, for people don't know, TRB podcasts um, and our shorts on YouTube. Um, but I, you know, I, I I keep mentioning like Donald Glover keeps like pushing them aside, and you have the Han Solo <laughs> saying like, "I want in." So why not take that Lando series, rework it? You can have Lando in it when he's available. Maybe do an episode or two where he's in the mix, like Lando should be anyway. He's a supporting character of a supporting character in Star Wars. And then make it, you know, bring Kira in, bring Enfys Nest in, and make it this true solo follow-up, Job of the Hut, all that stuff. The more I think about it, I think it'd be a really cool adventure series and something they could do, and people would watch it. I, in my opinion, um, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but I think people would watch that show. I think it'd be a lot of fun, and if you juxtapose that against something like an Andor, which is darker, more serious, you take us on uh, a, a, a adventure smuggler series uh in the galaxy with han solo and Chewie. Uh,
1: i think people would really enjoy that do mm-hmm. really see any thoughts on uh alden's comments it's more recent ones at least
2: i'm pretty pumped about it i knew i definitely was like i squealed and like did one of these like yay i'm so excited <laughs> that he said something because you know you hope and wish for something and you talk about it all the time to the point that people are like stop talking about it but you keep talking about it anyway. Uh, and then you hear the person that is pretty much the number one person that needs to be involved saying, "Yes, of course I do." And this is my plan. It means that it's on it's in his head. You know, he knows what's going on. He knows that makes those two happen as a thing, because uh, people have mentioned it to him before, and he knew about it. Um, it's I find it interesting that he started an Instagram recently, and Daisy came back to Instagram. And we live in this age of the internet where, fans can save things they can save tv shows they can create new movies they can have a say in advertising you can have a say in what a character looks like like sonic the hedgehog that i can't ever deny the power of people just saying hey i want blank so i think actors and any type of influencer ceo whatever knows that and in alden's position it only makes sense to put put the feelers out, especially if he really wants to do it because it's not hurting anything by doing it. And it's just kind of keeping that flame going, which we spoke to Jonas at star Wars celebration last year. And he said, you guys are amazing. Like, keep this going. Like, please don't stop talking about it because that's, what's going to make it happen. Uh, pun intended. It's going to make it happen is if we keep talking about it and keep kind of pushing for what we'd hope to see the continuation. Um, It's just a very interesting time to be a fan of anything in pop culture because I feel like you just see shows bouncing around networks, going from TV to streaming service or going from streaming service to TV. And then you have things going to the movies and movies going to TV. It's just – it's all over the place. So I don't think we're ever going to be in a place of like never say never but it's very interesting that these people are getting more and more into it and they keep bringing it up, especially John Kasdan and Ron Howard keeps getting asked about it. Um, I Um Look, we all really want it to happen, but like the three of us definitely like we don't even know what we'd do if they finally announced it. Like we'd probably lose it. <laughs> I would be sobbing. It would just be, it would be amazing.
0: Oh, I'd be so happy for, for, for Uh, them because that was their plan. Jonas
2: and Alden and John Kasdan. Yeah. It would just be an incredible journey. I think as fandom that we took something that was seemingly a negative thing for Disney and a negative thing among fans and totally flipped it around and said, no, we like this. We want it. And we want more of it. And then for it to actually to come into fruition and have Alden say this, um, to back that fruition uh, would be incredible. And, and it's what you dream of as a fan, you know, that's, you just want to see them succeed and, and be happy. And that's what we're seeing when he says stuff like this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I just, that- I James real quick. Isn't that the theme that we keep getting from them though? Like Rob Brudeau, head of ILM saying like the fans have brought things back before. Like they keep t- saying that type of phrase about the fans. Ron Howard said it uh Jonas told us that like Lacey just said it's you know they and Kathleen Kennedy even said like we listen to the fans and like she's the one who uh, I'm like oh I hope so but the other one like the others are like keep going Robert Doe said keep going you know and he's the head of ILM so these aren't just like random people on Reddit these are like people involved heavily with this studio saying like keep banging the drum and that's why we are you know Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think, the, I think the most interesting thing to me as far as hope is is not even like a producer or an actor or somebody saying like that, just the sheer fact that like there's been a lot of Star Wars productions in the works. Um, I think like if, let's go like extreme with it, like if there was only one start live action Star Wars project every 10 years, what are the chances that they're going to do solo again? You know, but it's like when you start adding up, like, well, they're doing like Mandalorian, they're doing Obi-Wan, they're doing the Acolyte, they're doing uh skeleton crew like you know you start adding all that up it's like it almost feels at that point that you could take a risk on on a maybe a a, maybe it's not like a huge property like we we tried solo it didn't really work on on these levels whatever the hesitation is they could look at like well there is this pocket of solo fans we can afford to maybe do this show you know for disney plus or this thing Um, and I think that cheering for all star Wars is the best way to get whatever star Wars project you're thinking you would like to see made, um, because you want bad batch to succeed. You want skeleton crew to succeed because that just proves that, um, they can make more star Wars projects and the more star Wars project there are, the more likelihood you have of one that you have a passionate, uh, you know, desire to see, uh, coming into fruition so i don't know i have to
2: say people in the chat are talking about it being maybe announced at celebration i'll tell you right now guys if we're in that big panel and alden walks out and they announce this (laughs) i actually might throw up like (laughs) i I might cry. I I would just get up and
1: walk over to the side of the stage and be like, "We're here if you want us to walk (laughs) up." Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
2: like I, I'm I'm obviously joking. I wouldn't throw up, but I definitely would start crying, and I definitely would start. My anxiety would go through the roof because I'd be so pumped. Like even just thinking about it right now, my chest hurts. Like the idea that this could happen, like takes me to a level that like I couldn't even imagine. Um, And it would. We all just start barfing everywhere. It would just be absolutely bananas.
1: It's like that uh, family guy scene. Yeah. yeah we're just just like, everyone everyone in the audience.
2: We all just start throwing up. And then it's like the office. So then everybody else starts throwing up because they're like, I don't like when being throws yeah. up. But we're anyway.
0: like still pumping our fists while we're getting sick. We're like,
2: yeah. um,
1: but let's, let's move on to another uh, person in the Star Wars world interested in coming back uh to this story this world this franchise uh Daisy Ridley um had, was also recently caught saying she'd be open to returning to Star Wars right uh she said the a fo- a phone i they have my phone number i'm open you know call me if you want me to return i'm down to return and that uh that uh, sparked a uh, a frenzy of tweets and other social media posts of saying like yes this is good to hear. This is good and exciting. Um, but not only that, she's been on the defense of star Wars recently, um, you know, coming back and saying, you know, was, uh, you know, you hear these fan theories um, and sometimes they're not even really accurate uh, in this specific phase of saying JJ Abrams, like took the Ray, nobody story away uh, and changed it. But she, but she's like, but the Ray nobody story was JJ's to begin with. So it's not like he took that away from Ryan. It's like he took what the story was and brought it to what he had been envisioning for Ray the entire time. So it's like, you know, it, it's crazy. It's a, it's a crazy story. That one, by the way, it came from variety um, when she was doing a longer interview, but uh, I don't know. What what do you, what do you think of this? Lacey? You're, you're probably the biggest Ray fan here. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know, John, maybe I'm stepping, stepping no, on you not, there, that's but not, that's, not, no, that's probably fair. Um, Well, what are your thoughts about (laughs) Daisy saying uh, she's going to return and also the comments on J.J. Abrams and the retconning of the story?
2: So I would love for her return. As we all know, she was recently at Lucasfilm once, if not a couple times. She claims it's for lunch, but that's a really long flight to go from England to San Francisco for lunch. Mm -hmm. Um, And the fact that she had also told another outlet at Sundance that she had heard that the Acolyte was really good. (laughs) Um, Which to me is like just a random kind of conversation to have. So it's like you start putting in your head like, okay, who could she possibly be talking to that would even know that? Um, But that being said, I – I'm really happy for her that she's allowed to like, not allowed, but able to have these really positive, fun conversations about her experience within star Wars. I think that she's one of those characters that definitely has gotten a lot of flack from all different types of people in fandom of being a Mary Sue and, Oh, there's so many things wrong with her character. And I don't like how this was handled, but that doesn't take away the performance that she gave or the passion that she has for the character or the fact that the character wouldn't be who they are without Daisy Ridley. So um, that being said, I am a little confused by her statement. I'm not saying that she doesn't know what she's talking about, because she definitely does. I'm just confused because I remember her saying in a separate interview that originally Ray was going to be a Kenobi, and that was what was hinted at after TFA, and then it became she was a nobody in The Last Jedi, and then it became the Palpatine thing in Did she- the she said Kenobi? Yes. She said that to an interview with either Jimmy Fallon or- jimmy kimmel
1: oh man i remember mentioned like
2: oh yeah there was like a kenobi thing that was said at one point like Mm -hmm. she had mentioned the name and i remember being like oh my god this is amazing because that's what i wanted
1: i think at the end of the day there there was no jj said this is going to be the story guys get excited that's
2: that's why i i it's a little confusing that being said it doesn't take away what she's saying which is it doesn't matter what the plan was This is what the story ended up being. And I support whatever the story was, whether it was this or that I support it because it's quote above my pay grade to think. Otherwise I'm there to stand there, say the lines, be the part. Uh, And this is not my story to tell. I just help tell it, Um, which I really appreciated. The other thing that I really liked about this interview is that she goes into um, her advice for other actors in the star Wars universe and how they should experience it. And she was basically like, look, you're going to have people that are going to say something about everything, which is basically what I was just saying before about like mm-hmm. getting it from all times types of people in fandom. It's just you got to tune it out and just enjoy the ride because it's over quicker than you think. And I think I took that comment as also just like a personal life comment. Like you just have to t- tune out the negativity and just be who you want to be and like what you want to like because there's always going to be someone that stands in your way or tries to knock you down and there's no point in even giving them the time of day. Um, so I really liked that. And then, um, I also liked that she kind of said, uh, about Amanda in the acolyte that they could just, you know, handle it the way they want to handle it. She, she's been, they've been acting forever, so they don't need any, uh, of my input, which I really love. She just always has this like little bit of dry English humor, uh, which I truly appreciate. But as for her coming back, I'd really love to see it. I can't wait for the day that she does come back. I believe Daisy is going to come back sooner or later. There's no way that they you know, cast her at such a young age and had her be such a big character in the Star Wars universe and then never have her come back again. Um, But yeah, that's what I think.
1: John? Yeah.
0: um, I mean, it's no surprise uh, because that whole cast was very vocal about their support for J.J. Abrams and that sort of thing. And I think they were pretty tight-knit uh, crew um the the social media stuff you know variety i think took some liberties there uh and said like she left because of harassment when i think she came out and said it wasn't because of that she just didn't like it and didn't like spending her time on it or something she even never went on record and said it was because of harassment so i know kelly marie tran did but i think people mixed that up and she did get you know stuff and uh, bad comments and stuff but she said you know.
2: I think it was her own mo- her mental health and that she was focusing so much on social media and she was yeah, yeah. like I just yeah. need to take a step back. Yeah she yeah. wasn't and chased. How, how many people
1: so like, run quit. away from. People yeah. quit Twitter all the time. They don't have to be a celebrity. They just quit because they're like I'm and she a-. came
2: back. She's back on yeah. Instagram. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, In terms of like the yeah the, the whole Ray's parents thing it's like it's exhausting to like think about because people are still really hung up on it and that's fine. You know um, I think people would be better off if they moved on because what we got is what we got. And that's the story, like she said. Um, and I, but I do like what, when she spoke to it, she rationalized it saying like Ray, nobody really is the same as Ray being a Palpatine because who your past, like Ray's past, regardless of what it was, did not matter Yep. because whether she was just two drunks kid from Jack who and they're buried in the desert somewhere. She still the force still awakened in her. And she went on that path. And then even so in the same, by the same token, if she is from Palpatine, her past in that same different regard, but same way doesn't define who she is. And I think that those are two powerful ways to think about it. Because the she movie didn't scr- end with
1: her going, the, wait, 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 Ray who? And she goes, uh, Ray Palpatine. I guess that sucks. <laughs> she didn't. Yeah, yeah. Said, that
0: yeah, that wouldn't have been good. Way. Yeah, it would have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um. So she's still Ray, like she's still Ray. Nobody, because that's what she thought she was. So the moment we meet her, she goes through 19 years of her life thinking she's nobody. So you still are that person. You're still shaped by your experience. Uh, So I think people get a little too hung up on that. And I think uh, as we, and I've said this before, as we go further and further down the line as the years pass and stuff. And people watch that or first watch the force awakens for the first time and then watch the second one. Then watch the third one. It's going to feel more cohesive because there isn't the discourse to make you think about, Oh, then JJ did this to Ryan and Ryan did this to JJ. It's just no, here's seven, here's eight here's nine that's the story if you don't like it don't watch it you know there's plenty of movies i think are crap and i don't watch them if you like it watch it you know what i'm saying
1: or or so, try um, to like it like or or spend a little bit of an investment if you like star wars that much spend some time think about it try to understand the other perspective and learn to like something like an acquired taste sort of thing like it's like You know, if you don't like coffee, don't drink it. Well, okay, but, you know, there are benefits. So maybe learn to like it. Uh, Find some enjoyment. Uh, Do a little bit of research and figure out what flavors you uh, react well to and bad to. You know what I mean? Like, figure out what you like about Star Wars and keep and embrace those elements of the sequel trilogy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I did a thread not too long ago about, like, the things I love about The Rise of Skywalker. And even people who didn't like the movie are like, you know, after I read that, you know, there are a lot of cool things in that movie that I think about it. I'm like, well, yeah, there you go. It doesn't mean you like the movie, but there are things you can watch and be like, that's cool. I like that. That's cool. But, and the least, I think the least like shocking or interesting part of this whole, like two story thing is her saying she'd be open to returning because I think if anyone's a lock to return one day, it's Daisy Ridley. It's her. Yeah, absolutely. She's, you know, she, kids fell in love with her five-year-olds who watched, the force of, they watched, like we watched, I watched Empire for the first time with my dad when I was five. And, you know, uh, Lacey watched the original trilogy after she got it at Stu Leonard's. And James, you got into it a little bit later, but once you Mm -hmm. did, you were like into it. You saw Revenge of the Sith with your brother, the last last movies to come out, right? Mm Mm-hmm these kids have that experience and it's Ray and raise their Luke and she's still very young. So they can wait if they want to. The, the, there's like, in my opinion, like a bucket situation here, I would give a 0% chance of her not returning. So I, I think, you know, her being coy and saying like, I'm available. My phone call away, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You just went there you were just there you don't need to be called You just yelled down the hall hey daisy while you're eating your caesar salad let's make a movie I in a few caesar years. Like,
1: yeah all right here we go i don't understand why all salads aren't made like caesars put the dressing I in shake I shake it up get it get the dressing on all the pieces and then dude g- give me I, the house salad like that i'm new to
0: the caesar family and i gotta what? say yeah i'm not i was never a big salad guy
2: now, I eat salad at least like not even joking like 6 times a week. I love salad. Caesar salads, I'm in. Caesar salad is my jam with chicken. Oof.
0: Got to have croutons. I need croutons and cheese.
2: <laughs>
1: um <laughs> I I think I think the interesting thing about this story is that it you know, we're we're getting into like what JJ really meant. Well, JJ's job in my opinion was to set it up. That was his whole thing. He wasn't supposed to finish it. He wasn't supposed to write the story. He wasn't supposed to do anything but come in and set up the story. And in that regard, I, you know, I almost picture like the, uh, uh, a baseball story or something like a guy comes out, right? He's standing at the home plate. The whole crowd goes silent as they wait for him. He points to the stands or something like that. And he pulls it back and then the pitcher throws the ball. And that's where the movie, the first movie ends. Okay. Well, now at that point, um, as the director of that movie, it, I'm sure that fans and the cast alike are going to start asking questions like, oh, is the, like, is the pointing to the stands, is that a reference to this baseball player? Like, Is, is there a relation there? What's the story? And he's like, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Look at our sports like, guy, I,
0: Lacey. Look at our sports I'm, guy.
1: I was going mean. to say
2: Babe Ruth.
1: That, but yeah, but he didn't say that. That's not necessarily in the story.
0: No, I got you. I got yeah. you. Yeah.
1: So it's like, you know you can hand it off to the next person and then make that character you know uh strike out or hit the home run or whatever you want to do but like his job at when he was doing force awakens was to open up the door for all of the possibilities whether she's a kenobi a skywalker a palpatine a nobody whatever it is um and i think i think that all of those conversations probably got said uh by him by other people involved in the in the Um, movie making process including the cast uh, and fans as well you know everybody speculated on what all those possibilities could have been and to some realistic standpoint they were all possibilities yes that was the point of the movie is to hand it off to the next person because I set up all of those possibilities I did not give you one street to drive on right um so, yeah, I, th- I think that's th- that's the main takeaway for me is when she said this is part of it. And then, Lacey, you point out in other interviews there was conversation about Kenobi. Yeah, there probably was. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it at all. Yeah, all and, the possibilities. And
0: the sequel trilogy was like, you know, Ray has her like learner's permit and she's figuring out how to drive. And by the end, <laughs> she gets her license. And now, like, the what next is series. with these
2: analogies tonight?
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that? I think that's a perfectly that good go analogy.
2: I'm just saying. You Luke's, like, There's this Luke's, guy. And then, Luke's Driving and... Academy. Okay. Um,
0: and then the next set of movies will be hers. Because this was the Passing of the Baton trilogy. I think it would be... It would be... Everybody's at a bar and they're all playing darts. <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Like, it, it would be unfortunate if that was it for that story. Because this was a like, crossing of the paths and handing of the baton. Like, they need their own run now without the blanket of Han, Leia, and Luke. Yep.
1: Um, Um, Before we move on to the next story, uh, Lacey, do we have any Super
2: Chats? We do have some Super Chats. So first up is Ryan Wara. Thank you so much for the Super Chat. And I know he had mentioned in the chat that it was a little weird and he couldn't figure something out. But he then said... (laughs) She, Daisy has to come back. I'd be more shocked if she didn't. I agree. Exactly Thank right. you so much, Ryan. Then we have Aaron with the super chat. Thank you so much, Aaron, who said conversations like this is why I love watching you guys. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Oh, oh, Thank thanks. You. That means a lot. So you like me talking about Daisy? Really great. I'm now going <laughs> to do a was, podcast of just about Daisy. <laughs> anyway, the finale will be her coming on the episode. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be it. Anyway, uh, Freezy. Twenty-three, twenty-four. Thank you for the super chat. Wrote, do you think the mistakes of the sequel trilogy, starting with the Last Jedi, could be fixed via the World Between Worlds? Uh. I'm gonna let John start this because I know he hates the World Between Worlds.
0: All right, I don't hate the World Between Worlds. That's a little harsh. Sorry.
2: As a fixing, yeah, tool. I
0: think I think people misunderstand what it is sometimes, including myself. Uh, but I I just like it's a it's a very you're you're playing with fire with that thing, and it's very dangerous. I think with that storytelling device, and I think that's why Filoni wanted to like make it and break it. Um, so I <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I don't know if this is coming from the angle of like Ben Solo's in the world between worlds, which I see on Twitter a lot. Which that also doesn't make sense in my opinion because we think don't just be able to people
2: get... don't have closure with Ben Solo. To be fair, I but think it, his character didn't have good closure. But
0: you don't like it's it's like a portal to things that have happened. You know, I don't think it's like he died, I think and then it's all of a sudden,
2: Soka got saved,
0: but from from the living, she was alive, and he pulled her out. It wasn't like she died, and she was like people think. But the they world could worlds... pull
2: Ben through when he's alive,
0: right? But no. I think people think he died and went there as a purgatory or something.
2: Oh, I don't know, hmm. I don't know.
0: But anyway, I my opinion, the answer is no. But thank you very very much, Freezy two three two four. Very kind, very appreciate, very appreciative of that. Thank you, and everybody who
1: who sent those. Aaron, James, Ryan, everybody. Yep.
2: James, did you want to chime in on the uh, world between worlds?
1: Um, no, not particularly. Uh, I, the only thing, the only thing about that comment, Freezy, is just that that it it all depends on what you consider the mistakes of the sequel trilogy and what Lucasfilm considers the mistakes of the sequel trilogy. I'm sure people there, everybody's always going to have different opinions on what were the faults in one movie, but, you know, when you're looking at a movie that, um, they plan on moving forward with as their Canon, they're probably not looking to go back and be like, man, we really messed up on that one. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know what would be the thing that, that, that company would say, this is the one thing we want to change, which would ultimately set up like this whole butterfly effect of now we have two worlds or anything like that, hmm. um, or two understandings like Marvel of, type of stuff. the franchise. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't like, I, like, take Infinity War, for instance, like that movie had mistakes or things that, you know, pr- fans didn't love. But like, I don't know that Marvel's looking at going back and trying to fix those mistakes in any way. Other mm-hmm. than um, Lucasfilm and how they just like write a book or something that maybe makes a little, something that make a little bit more sense or maybe just viewing it a little bit differently
2: might help fans
1: or something. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, So before
2: we move on, I do want to ask you guys because we're talking about it. If you were to decide the way the story went with Rey, whether she was a nobody, a Palpatine or a Kenobi, which one would you have chosen? James.
1: between those three nobody um i think i i i don't mind the palpatine story but you know there's there's gripes there but i kind of don't like the kenobi story why well,
2: so, i was just curious because that's my pick i've said this before that that was my pick
1: yeah i
2: so i don't before know it you just comment- seems
1: like a fan theory
2: miss sunflower in the comments did Mm -hmm. say i wish ray was a kenobi we now know obi-wan had a brother and ray could have been a descendant from that brother instead of palpatine so it's not a kenobi in the sense of kenobi but from the kenobi show we learned obi-wan had a brother
1: yeah Yeah. that the kenobi theory to me just always felt like it was something like um I don't know like a, like a fan theory and like they're trying to put together the 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 dots or something like that and I think it kind of messes with the character of Kenobi a little bit but
2: I don't know maybe not. Okay. All right. John, what would you John, think?
0: I, I think in the first draft, I could be wrong. I think in the first draft of Return of the Jedi, it was it, it's revealed that like Owen is Obi-Wan's brother or something like that in the very yeah, first Yeah, that draft.
1: sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Star Wars, like, there was some weird stuff in these early drafts, you know? Um, if I had to pick one, I, I actually been more... You know, I like The Rise of Skywalker, so I'm the hardest person to ask when it comes to the critical element of this. I like the idea of it ended with um, Skywalker versus Palpatine, like Vader's uh, grandkid versus Palpatine's. I think that was cool. The dyad. Um, and I like the aspect of you could have a really horrible, you know, parent and still... Achieve greatness and happiness. I think that's a really important thing for a lot of kids, and and the found family thing is even stronger there. Um, uh, the nobody would have been fine too, like I was saying before. I, I would have I been fine
2: to... with the nobody over Palpatine. I think I I'm think... like Kenobi, nobody, Palpatine.
0: I think I, I'm with James. I think that Kenobi is the worst one because it's just like way too much to explain, and mm. then it, it would it would be like, oh, and then who had the kid, and then who had that kid, and stuff like that. Um, whereas Palpatine's thing from the beginning was extending his life and his whole thing was about you know everlasting and immortality. So I think even though it's messed up and it caught people, it blindsided people, it makes sense for Palpatine to have done all of those things because he said that from the very beginning is that was his obsession, was this everlasting existence so cloning yeah yeah, cheating death and and her being an outcome of that and wind up being the one to destroy him i think is pretty uh cool
1: i i think at the end of the day like when it comes down to the ray nobody argument like i think that one really does hold some water and i would have been great with that too yeah they hope that that was the story because i think just as a blanket thing any ray lineage gets messy whether you're going to make your palpatine a skywalker a kenobi uh an amadala i don't even know how that would work you know like whatever you want whatever you want to do you have last a lot of explaining Barry. as to how the most powerful force user who's going to take over the galaxy is somehow related to these other force users that took over the you know that solved the, all the problems a uh, 30 years prior um that just gets sticky so the idea of just like the hopeful like anybody can be a hero right broom kid could be a hero um i think that was just a loose ended storyline that they just could have embraced and and it would have been uh yeah everybody probably would have been most happy with that overall i don't know but um we are going to i just want to remind everybody that we are going to be doing uh ask the resistance at the end of uh this segment at the end of resistance report. So now is the time to start putting questions in the chat uh, with ask the resistance. Cause we'll basically just like we just did uh, embellish on those uh, questions that you guys have. And of course, as, as you see super chats jump to the front of the line, so you'll be able to do that, but make sure you tag ask the resistance in the chat so that we know you want, it's a question that you want asked on, or answered on the show. Um, coming up next though, I want to talk a little bit about um, actually both skeleton crew and the acolyte are in process of, um, the skeleton crew just finished wrapping, just finished Woo! wrapping, just wrapped filming. Um, as we saw from, uh, some of the members of the crew and acolyte. Um, wow. I'm, uh, I correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not really sure where the process is on. I think they're still filming. They're
0: filming. Yeah. They started yeah. in the fall. Yeah.
1: Uh, we've, we've gotten some comments now. Um, not just from Daisy, but, uh, from, um, cast members saying you know that this show is incredible and uh it's it's a pleasure to be involved and and i uh, you know Amanda stenberg uh saying i wish uh or i've been a star wars fan my entire life and now that i've walked on set and i see the reality of it it's insane how much work and and all this goes into it and how they're happy to be a part of it so um i don't know if you guys uh where we want to get started on that john any thoughts on either one of those stories skeleton crew done acolyte yeah coming on strong. i mean we had heard
0: reports and we don't know if these are true or not of course but about rumblings of the crew of skeleton crew being treated poorly or something like that i don't know um and there's always that nervousness that happens with these star wars projects because of just the recent history of these things you know there have been Star Wars projects like Solo that are filming and then they get stop production and have to reshoot a lot of stuff. Rogue One, same exact thing, just doesn't get the same publicity. They reshot a ton of that movie. Um, some projects to get canned, some projects get cancelled, and we've seen uh, there have been uh, Batgirl was completely, almost 95% finished, and it, it's never
1: seeing the light of day. So the fact that they Scooby-Doo, finished, did you hear about that one? No. They, they made a second Scoob movie and then they let the... Ca- they canceled it, but they kept paying the cast or the, the people to finish the movie so because it was all on contract. So they canceled it. They said it's never coming out, but finish your movie. Feel good about it. No one will ever see it, though. <laughs> and they did. And they
2: zoinks. did, yeah. Big, big and they've zoinks. removed so many shows from their streaming service, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, but my point is when a Star Wars project gets to the finish line... Un, like more than any other studio, especially because I love Star Wars so much. It's just like a, yes. All right. Cause now it's just post-production. Everything's in all the actors finish their work. There may be some reshoots. Sure. But principal photography is done. That's huge. Especially, you know, we heard those rumors and rumblings about this show and stuff like that. And I'm really excited about this show because it's going to be all kids. You know, my kids are going to be able to watch it and like see themselves like a, on an adventure in Star Wars. And it feel you know they're talking like Goonies like 80s space adventure. I believe uh, the creators even just called it that. These kids are like lost in space, and they find this guy, and they have to get back to their home planet. It's very uh, coming of age Spielberg style stuff. So I think all those feels are going to be there. And I think I because of that, I imagine they'll bring in somebody like a John Williams to do some music. Uh, and he, he just he seems to be back in uh, backtracking on this whole retirement thing so i wouldn't mind if he tossed the theme in for for this star wars kids movie but i i think that's going to be a special it's a show, show though
2: right yeah 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 did i yeah. say movie
0: yeah you did i'm i have 112 fever i'm on death's door so i'm here just i was answer. just
2: wondering if i've been thinking about it wrong that's why no
0: yeah serious my my bad but um you know you have Jude Law, who I think is great, and I think he'll be fantastic in this show. And if you want to see him sort of like going through the galaxy with a kid, even though it's a terrible movie, check out AI. He was he was good in that, uh, which is a, another Spielberg movie. See the um, holiday
2: too. He's also good in that. So we're just
0: does he walk around with a kid in that?
2: He has two kids.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Never heard of it. That's twice
1: go. as good as your example, John.
0: Yes, clearly. Yes. <laughs> Any other Jude Law movies we can cite as a? Uh, Oh, Talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, Not a good example. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it only came out 25 years ago. But anyway, uh, The Acolyte I'm excited about too because we're talking about these real sets and stuff like that, like Andor. Uh, And I thought, you know, Andor's not my favorite, but it aesthetically looked incredible. So I think we're going to see some really cool sets as we already have sort of with this behind the scenes stuff. But I think that's gonna be a really cool looking series. And I'm actually excited because we it's gonna be a dark side series. So we got the skeleton crew, which is completely different from Acolyte. One's gonna be darker, more Sith driven dark side, and the other one's gonna be sort of kids in the galaxy post-return of the Jedi. Uh, on a coming of age both of these things sound great uh, the acolyte has seemed to have no issues so i think that's going to be wrapping with no problem so it's just it's just good to hear these star wars projects running smoothly it's always a win in my opinion and then it just comes to finding out more of what they're all about and eventually seeing them which hopefully we get to hear more about them at celebration
1: mhm lacy
2: i i am just happy to know that things are moving along and progressing <laughs> i always say that but it's so true uh just lately hearing all the cancellations and kind of like open-endedness of a lot of star wars projects that we'd previously heard about um to know that these projects are wrapping up or they're you know they're full steam ahead we're getting updates from cast and crew um it's just really really exciting um i can't wait for skeleton crew i love jude law i just said it. holidays one of my favorite movies um i think he's going to be really really great i i love the the kid aspect of it stranger things is killer right now um and watching those kids grow up throughout that series has been a really big joy for me um just seeing them kind of come up as actors and like experience their childhood into adolescence and teenage years through the right before our eyes is just crazy. Um, But I think there's a certain type of wonder that comes when you're watching a show through a child's eyes or through a a young kid's uh, stories. So to know that we're going to get these experiences that, like John was saying, our kids can then watch and, and feel like they're being represented on the screen and they're having their adventures is just super exciting because at the end of the day, these movies were made for children and made for kids from George Lucas. So I... Like the idea of the show being made so that families can watch it together. Now, The Mandalorian currently fills that box as well, and Jon Favreau's adamantly said that it's for families to watch together. He likes hearing that families are watching it together. Well, so,
1: also Bad Batch too is going on right now.
2: Bad Batch, yes. Sorry, I'm talking a live good, action. I'm yeah, talking a Star like Wars action.
1: family show where it has a kid as a main character who obviously kids would see themselves in that character and being able to totally. live about the adventures as well.
2: Yeah, I apologize. Not. I didn't mean to like no, say yeah, animation yeah. doesn't matter, but we were talking live action. So, um, but yeah, I, I can't wait to see where they go with this. Uh, I myself personally have heard from people that the set's kind of a mess. So I'm hoping that everything turns out. Okay. It's been kind of crazy from the rumblings that I've heard, but I, I just hope everything works out.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I forget. There was something I was going to say. Oh, it was kind of unrelated, but we were talking about Jude Law so much. Have either of you seen um, The Secrets of Dumbledore? No. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and I still haven't seen this movie. And it's like, I haven't I seen any of those going movies. I've not seen terrible. any of them. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No Harry, no problems. They're not. <laughs> no they're Harry, not. no Great. mo. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I, I just found it terrible. funny
2: that he goes from jude law to dumbledore that like richard harris that we meet you know mm-hmm. it's yeah quite yeah, a jump. Say,
1: yeah it's definitely a lot different um yeah i don't i don't know what really there can be to add to this considering both of those stories isn't really a whole lot i mean i i think it's kind of interesting sometimes when like we hear that a show wraps via the crew and i'm always like what's Lucasfilm thinking right now are they like did they say don't tell anybody the show's over, and then they still have like two people that do it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, we told you not to tell anybody," um, or do, or do they just don't care? And like the the people on the cast or, or the people on the crew go, you know, um, like the second we're done, I'm gonna be the first person to like Instagram about it because I know that's gonna get picked up by outlets, you know, mm. so, like what what's what what game is being played? Because it doesn't feel like a lot of people were. Uh, being social about it, but the ones who did got picked up like by all these sites and stuff, and it's like
2: they always do, I, don't they?
1: Yeah. Did, does Lucasfilm want them? Do they care that they do that? Are they allowed they to? They probably do that? don't.
2: They probably don't want it. But I think oftentimes what happens is someone takes a picture of their rap gift and then sends it around, and then it ends up somewhere like Reddit, and then sometimes like this person they just post their own post. But
1: can't they just make that part of like the NDA? Like the, they could until until the show is done or until the show's out or we've started but they might be done about this stuff
2: but their contract might be over the moment they walk off the set like if they're a stunt guy or a prop person or whatever then then
1: Lucasfilm get ahead of it and say have your thing ready that says the acolytes finished it's coming just make one image posted on your twitter officially and then are you, are you upset about this james you seem upset No, I'm not upset. I'm always just surprised that we get about we. I mean, this goes back to Lucasfilm being so secretive. I'm just surprised that we hear this news. We have to learn about it from someone on the set that says, hey, we wrapped filming. It's free promotion for Lucasfilm to get everybody talking again. Like, why wait for a crew member, random crew member to post on their Instagram that they're done when they could just put out an image that says, guess what? We wrapped filming today. I don't. get excited it's coming because you, you don't even i but the, but you say that but they don't they don't need to because the crew members are t- doing that for them
0: but what is saying we wrapped like really for the general audiences like like my brother's gonna be like oh the, the star wars show just stopped filming when does it come out fifth in a year and three months why do i care right now you know what i mean it's it's for us it's like yeah, you know, give us the announcement. But in the end, like if like, I, I imagine they probably don't care. if Like, I mean, I don't think they're, they're to be like, on
1: on good morning America with the acolyte wrapped.
0: Like if Eunice uh, Huthar posted her episode nine bubble jacket and was like, oh, such an awesome time working on nine. JJ wouldn't be like, ah! <laughs> you know." I, I don't think it's that big
1: of a deal. I don't know. I just say, I just say so- someone, someone official, like whether it's the, uh, J, in that case jj or lucasfilm or somebody just put in an image i mean we get excited when it says the movies started filming and they put out an image you know yeah
0: first day you want, head, they you want a heads picture to roll of,
1: yeah you want people what? fired
0: you want people fired from the stunt no crew. i
1: don't want people fired i want people doing their jobs <laughs> <laughs> At lucasfilm post images when things happen make it official and don't make it hearsay don't make crew members do your job anyway i don't know whatever Um, but that that's that's all the news this week uh for Star Wars. Um, but we know you guys have been asking questions in the chat. We're getting ready to head into the next segment. Ask the resistance. Although I don't have a thing for it.
2: (laughs) All right, guys, it's time for Ask the Resistance. (laughs) So you got Star Wars questions, we've got some Star Wars answers, and let's see what you got. So we're gonna kick it off with a super chat. Thank you so much. To oh, Orion wow. CC 1701 thank you for the super chat. They asked, so I'm a Rose Tico fan, and I feel we were robbed of a, substanti- a substantive fiend. Still, oh, my God. Scene with her and Ray. Uh, hoping a great Daisy and Ray Kelly scene someday. Super um, chat. I, my tongue just like was not operating Substantive. Properly. Substantive. My anyway, Tyson reads Orion, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, for your super chat, incredible. Really appreciate it. I'm going to kick off with this one because these guys are making fun of me, so I'm just going to go ahead and just, just keep <laughs> talking. Thank you. Um, I think Rose definitely got robbed in The Rise of Skywalker. I think hearing about the scene with her and Ray would have been really cool in the movie um, because we'd never really see them interact, so it would be <laughs> nice to see those two characters together. Um, I don't know if Kelly ever will come back. It's really dependent on what Lucasfilm wants to do and where where the story is going Um, because she isn't one of the main three characters like Poe, Finn, or Rey who would then drive the story forward but I could see her on the base or something if is at the base or if they're going somewhere like that but I guess we've seen her in Lego we've seen her kind of in these side stories Mm -hmm. I would love to see Kelly Marie Tran back again but if I was to make a guess right now probably not at this time Um, but I, I really wish we did get that deleted scene. I feel like in general, the star Wars sequel trilogy DVDs have been lacking when it comes to DVD, like extras, like deleted scenes or choices that they decided to like, Hey, this didn't fit because they do all that work, right? They film these scenes and then they never use them. And you're like, well, I would, as a fan, I'd love to just see it, like see what you did. Um, but yeah, what do you guys think?
1: John?
0: I, you're not going to like my answer, Orion, and I apologize for this, but I, I think I agree with what Lacey said. I think seeing Rose in the future, I want to see Rose back in the future, without question, because I think Kelly Marie Tran is a very good actress. I think she's, from everything you hear, she's a really good person, and she had a lot of fun, and she still is in the Star Wars family doing this uh, ancillary things. Um, but she was a casualty of necessity to close this trilogy, to close a saga when people are already saying it felt rushed. It felt, you know, compacted. They had a lot of things to tie up. If you gave her the same amount of screen time she had in TLJ, you're taking away from the world missing an entire trilogy. Where... So I think she was a sacrifice of that. She also wasn't JJ's character. And I understand that. You know, Snap Wexley disappeared in The Last Jedi. People aren't talking about that but the fact that Black Squadron just vanished. And Greg Runberg talked to, to us about it. He didn't even get a phone call. So it goes both ways, but I understand the I understand the complaints because there were set photos and there were clearly cut scenes. It looked like they were just looking at a map and it didn't seem like it was this big heartfelt emotional scene. It looked like they were doing like rebel stuff in the base, but whatever it was, I'm speculating. Look at screen times in Star Wars. Like, you know, Lando Calrissian had 14 minutes of screen time in the entire original trilogy. You know, Rose Tico had more of that in Just the Last Jedi. Every character can't have this major role in these movies. And yeah, she had a bigger role in The Last Jedi. I personally think it would have been better if it was Poe and Finn going to Canto Bite versus let's add a character and do this. Uh, Because then you have at least two of the characters together like in Empire Strikes Back. Um, and and I'm not saying I don't like the Rose Tico character. I just think maybe it wasn't a necessity, but then when you have her, JJ's like, I got to get her involved. I can't just like get rid of her the way like snap vanished in in seven. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, I'm a JJ guy too. So I'm going to support his, his decisions there, but I think just like, I'm trying to say this logically and from how they probably went about it from a story standpoint, And even with minimizing her role, it's still a lot of the movie, the pacing was tough and they had to make a lot of cuts. And there were probably a lot of great scenes in the movie. You know, the Kylo and Chewie scene that everyone wanted wanted to see. That got cut. Um, They made a lot of hard cuts. And, you know, Rose was clearly uh, not a priority. And I completely agree and understand why she wasn't. But like I said, having said that, I think she'll be back. And I think she'll uh, be part of the fun adventures going forward. So I think a lot of people will feel better about that. And I hope we see her. Two things really
2: quick before James chimes in. Mm -hmm. One, if you can make Avatar three and a half hours, you can make a Star Wars movie three and a half hours. And I know that early on in November, before Rise of Skywalker came out, there was a rumbling going around of that the movie was like four hours or something at the first cut, which is pretty normal for a movie. They make the big full Mm -hmm. thing and then they cut it down, cut it down. But my whole thing is like, if you're going to sit there and watch Avatar for three and a half hours, and Disney is approving this to be three and a half hours because James Cameron's like, no, this is my movie, don't touch it. Then why aren't we just letting people do that with other things too? Like, why are we forcing people to cut their story down? Second, the only issue with cutting the rose tico ray thing that i think a lot of people were bothered by is that the f- one of the main images they showed at celebration when they were having the discussion about the rise of skywalker with kelly marie tran was a picture with her and ray they no, showed I it up on the screen oh okay yeah they showed it up on the screen and like they like promoted it as like a thing yeah. that they were going to do and then they cut it so it's kind of yeah. like that false advertising thing that, that we was the thing prepared.
1: where they were like just do- looking yeah. at rebels maps they were looking at a map yeah yeah. rebel things so. anyway go ahead james um yeah i um i you know i hear where john's coming from but i i believe wholeheartedly that she will return i mean you said that john but like i think for for different reasons like i think um rose tico is the lando of this of this sequel trilogy um because she made her appearance in the second movie she had a big then, role wait in the then second what's movie. lando
0: no, i'm just kidding i'm just
1: kidding yeah um and then uh in the third movie, uh, not as big of a role, but still fairly important to the overall uh, tactics on how they were going to take out the the big bad enemy. Um, but then, at no point in in subsequent years did we ever say, "Do we ever think Billy D. Williams would return to Star Wars?" Nah, probably not. It's like, yes, yes, he will, uh, and you know, he's very beloved and he did make, it did have much to do in later stories, including now um, them kind of writing in uh, Luke and Lando going on adventures together. When did Luke and Lando ever hang out in the original trilogy? But never, you know, do they even have like one scene? They might be in the same room, but they never talk to each other as far as I am aware. Um, so, so Yeah, maybe there is some sense to, you know, robbed of that idea of Rose and Daisy uh, or Rose and Ray uh, being together. But at the same time, I absolutely think there's plenty of stories to be had about Rose and Ray um, doing stuff. And I think that Kelly Marie Tran um, would return. I mean, her only issue with it right now is because, you know, maybe like racially fueled things on social media or whatever. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with production or, or anything along those lines. And you know, even <laughs> we didn't have it back then, but who knows what Billy D would have went through on social media being in a Star Wars movie, you know? Yeah. So and it's like, you know, it, it's it's tough, but at the same time, like when you understand the the project that you're working on and what you want to do and you want to be a part of it, yeah, you 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 be a part of it. And I think uh Kelly Marie Tran absolutely will be in the future.
2: Awesome. So do you guys want to do one more question?
0: Can we do two more? I like threes.
2: Two more. Two more it is. All right. So uh, Christian Morales. What up, Christian, a.k.a. Chris? Found out that recently. Chris. uh, He asked, besides Solo 2, what is a surprise announcement you want out of Star Wars Celebration?
1: Movie. Movie title. Next movie.
2: Next movie, John. Give me deeps on the next movie. James.
1: Can you be more specific about movie?
0: Damon Lindelof. Here's the title of our next movie. Here's when it's coming out. Interesting.
1: Here's our lead actor. I don't think lead that's actor. a surprise, <laughs> though. He's
2: saying surprise. What would be something that you'd be like, oh, my goodness, what?
1: So to me, to me, I'll oh, say this. Okay. Not, like off the top of my head, because it's because we just boom, that question just came up. If they said that they were doing an old Republic, trilogy of movies like that would be i think that would be nuts that would be a
2: surprise that i would be like i am glad to see that that sounds awesome yep mine would be that daisy's returning i think that would be a shock for right now and it would be a total surprise because it just doesn't seem like something they do right now but the fact that they would then shift their plans to make that happen would be very cool
0: yeah. yeah. I hope they wait a little bit longer with that. Why? But I th- I still think it's too soon. And there's still like that whole like negativity still a little bit. And I want like the kids to be a little older so that they can do the prequel thing and, and pump up the positive vibes. That's, um, fair. That's fair. And the payoff would be better if we wait a few more years, you know, for me. I, you know, it's just my opinion. I want her back. But, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: All right, and our last question comes from Severify. Danny. Thank you, Danny, and hello, Mark, who I know is watching with Danny. Uh, she asks if we get Daisy back in live-action Star Wars, which has been a big topic for tonight. Uh, what yeah. does does that automatically mean we get John and Oscar too? I think yes, because they both said they'd come back if everybody agreed.
0: I yeah, suppose. I mean, you know, my theory on that. I think Boyega, yes, I think he'll. He, I feel like he's already, like, maybe starting to come around some of the things he said, but and, uh, uh, Oscar Isaac, I think, would come back and be, like, the sacrificial lamb for the new, and, like, be that, that person to make us fear the new big villain and he'll die in, like, the beginning of the first movie. The way he was go- almost going to in TFA. You know?
1: Man,
2: that... I just thought it would be so shocking if in the new movie, like, it kicks off with Daisy, and then all of a sudden she's in, like, a romantic relationship with someone else. Poe. Poe, Finn, anybody like how interesting would that be if like the movie kicks off and she just like, okay, see you later, buddy. Kisses them, walks out and you're like, oh, okay, All right. We're doing this. okay.
0: Well, you remember the uh, the I know theory that I put out there a while back. I hate you so
2: much.
1: (laughs) I I don't know. This is tough for me because I think like with John and Oscar coming back. It it feels very similar to what John was just saying a minute ago. Like it feels too soon. Like I feel like if you want John and Oscar and Daisy and everybody to come back and be invested in three more movies or whatever they plan to do with the franchise, uh, space it out and give it some time, especially for Oscar. Cause to me, like I'm not saying that Daisy or John Boyega haven't been successful since, but, Oscar I don't think has anything to worry about he's had hits and misses and he's just he's on that trajectory of he's fine Um, he will always have a career in acting and for me like the other two they haven't really had anything that's been like huge for them Um, Daisy a couple like murder mystery movies Uh, John Boyega probably his biggest thing is the Pacific Rim sequel but it like wasn't super well-received. Uh, I think like he, they, they have, they are capable, but I'm saying franchise wise, money making wise, they haven't had anything be like a hit. Whereas I Oscar agree. Yeah. over here, like Dune and, and, and Marvel and everything else, right? Um, I, I think he's fine. So he's probably the one that would be the most convincing to, to sign a contract, um, uh, for longevity. Um, But so but I think given some time and he'd be like, yeah, you know, I could do some more Star Wars. All right, fine. You get me on. But this soon? I don't know. That one's tough. Um, But I think if I think if Daisy's coming back. They would probably do it. If we're talking like this year, if we get that announcement at Celebration, Daisy's returning, I think you could expect to see them involved in some way.
0: I need my
2: peanut.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What, What do we got, guys? What's up? (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's it that's it for ask the resistance right. thank you guys so much for your questions we really appreciate it if you want to be part of the show make sure to ask us on twitter with hashtag ask the resistance or tune in live with us in the chat uh and we'll try to get you on the show back to you john
0: all right yeah thanks everybody for joining us live or if you're listening on your podcast app either way however you're hanging out with us we thank you so much we hope uh You had a good time listening or watching. Um, Make sure you are subscribed to the show, as I said at the top, on your preferred podcast app. Again, our show is free. We give you two shows every week. That will never stop. Um, And uh, the channel, too. We're growing uh, slowly but steadily. So thank you to everybody who has realized we're over here now, if you've been an existing watcher on YouTube, or if you found us through our shorts, or maybe on TikTok or Instagram or wherever. uh, Our podcast is um, a good time. We have deep conversations, as you saw uh, this past Monday. And then we also have some fun ones. Uh, We like to mix it up and have a good time. So make sure you subscribe because it's free. Um, But if you want to have more of TRB, go to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Tiers start at $5 per month to support the pod and what we do. And it allows us to not only keep doing what we're doing currently, but we're always looking to grow the podcast and expand upon what we're doing. Um, so uh, any and all support if you're able to I know times are tough so I just want to say a big thank you to our existing supporters on Patreon and anyone who is willing and able to support us on patreon and uh i would be remiss if i didn't give a big shout out to our generals and spice runners on patreon so our generals carmelo john Reese, Jenner rosewater frank ronde darth hurricane nick kratz christian morales brian smith matt chitty danny mike Ramori, matt heath brendan mclaughlin count pepto sneaky zebra paul sullivan aaron ellington and diana and yes we have a bunch of generals with beards but there's only <laughs> one who's called general beard and he'll be doing a pod race on monday that is right in the pocket with what he does uh, for a living. You'll get what we mean when he's checked uh, or upset uh, coming on Monday. And our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Thomas Hennessey, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, and Michael Fry. So a few of you in the chat here as well. Um, And uh, me, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey. And my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, we just put out an episode on Fight Club. And I actually pitched uh, posting just 90 minutes of silence and uh, Mike voted it down. So it didn't work out. But anyway, James.
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both at Myra Trunks.
0: Lacey.
2: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillarin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillarin.
0: All right. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. And as I mentioned, we'll be back on Monday where... We're in the heart of winter, which means it is time to revisit our episode theme called The State of Star Wars. So we'll be doing our winter 2023 edition of The State of Star Wars on Monday. Uh, Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance broadcast. See you around, kids.